Hi, I'm Lorraine from the Star Parent Podcast. I'm a qualified early childhood educator. Today, we're going to be talking about the stages of development and the roles that children may play as they're growing up and giving us an opportunity to reflect back on the roles that we played as children. Thank you so much for listening. Today on the Star Parent Podcast, we're going to be talking about looking a little bit more into yourself seeing some of the patterns that have been created over the years. Before we jump right in, I want to bring us back to a concept that we talked about in our first season, and it's a concept of the triangle, this paradise triangle that we often create with ourselves. And, you know, sometimes there's a, there's a bully, there's a, a helper, and there's a victim. So sometimes we dance on this triangle and you know play these roles of I'm being the victim or I'm being the bully or I'm being the helper and once we learn to get off this triangle and create a better perspective for ourselves and others we can start to see our patterns better so I really um, I su- suggest if, if you have a chance to go back to that episode and just check out that triangle concept um, it's, it's, it's been very helpful for me to see where I fall when I'm failing myself and recreating a, another type of triangle where there's a creator, a challenger, and a coach. And these three people on this triangle in your mind can really encourage you to make better choices for yourself. It's very similar to the triangle concept, actually, in the holograms that we had talked about in the, the other previous episodes. Um, Cassie Thornton writes a book about uh, this hologram project that she has created. And it, it, it asks for a person to become their own hologram, but I have a triangle to support them in their self-discovery. And very similar to what I was talking about, the creator, the coach, and the challenger can really push you within yourself to make better choices of thought. But it's it's also important to give ourselves space to know where we're at in our own development we're always developing we're always passing through a phase and it's 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 so common in our culture to forget that we're going through phases of life eric erickson has a great model of his the stages of life that he's defined in the first three phases of hope trust and mistrust you know we're, we're learning uh parts of our about ourselves that that are developing and uh, sometimes we don't really focus a lot on the trauma that could happen during these 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 18 months of our of our lives. The next four phases are the next three phases. Excuse me, are, are willpower, autonomy, shame, and doubt. And with the time of 18 months to three years old, you you learn about the things that you can co- accomplish on your own. You're seeing the world through your your own lenses as is your own individual person and the next set three phases are um, initiative conviction and guilt and these are ages three to six years old we we learn how to plan and, and anticipate routines are very helpful and we can start to see patterns even shaping within our family um, between six and twelve years old it's I can uh, the competent phase I can or I am not and you can understand that you have an impact on the world and you understand that with things that you do 
have an impact on the world, in your family, in your home, and in your community, in your school. Twelve, um, phase twelve, is you. Do you know who you are yet? Uh, there's a role confusion sometimes with faithful. Uh, it's between twelve and twenty years old, and you look for ideology. That's when your values really start to shape and form. Sixteen, how much you can, how much love you can give, how much intimacy or isolation is between 20 and 34 years old. Um, adults make a lot of decisions uh, during this time about, you know, compromise and rejection. And so it's, uh, it's a, it's a big time of maturing between the ages of 20 and 34. But remember, our brains really kind of stop developing around 25. So 34-year-old doesn't have a lot of experience yet with a full brain capacity. They're still learning. So ages 35 to 65 is stagnation and regeneration. Sometimes we get full of ourselves and think that there's no more growth. But if you haven't dealt with your childhood issues, you can become stagnant. It's harder to create a legacy. Um, and, and now's the time to build because our, our, our bodies are, are kind of shaped that way to leave something behind. And the last phases are the integrity and despair, 65 years and up. Eric Erickson talks about that if you haven't dealt with your past, you know, it could lead to great depression or even illness. And uh, it's like sometimes our parents, parents sometimes want their children to fill up the gaps that they left. And uh, no one can do that. We really have to focus on ourselves in this lifetime and, and heal the parts of us that haven't healed before when we were younger so that we don't leave that pain energy, uh, you know, in leave the, the pain energy here. What I love about the Enneagram is that as your children grow, you'll see the different um, types, shifts that they go through because we are all of the Enneagram types. Just as we get older, we tend to like gravitate towards one base type, but it's beautiful as a child is growing, you can really see that flourish of color and in their personality shifts. So pay attention to that if you're interested, interested in learning more about the Enneagram for yourself or for your children and family. It's a great tool for understanding self. Let's get back to, well, Lorraine, that's me. Let's get back to me. <laughs> During these phases that Eric Erickson talks about, I've realized that it's important to know what kind of role that we play in those phases of childhood. We, 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 we change as we grow, and sometimes we can play different roles um, in our family depending on the family dynamic. You know, you could have like um, the hero of the family, so it's usually the older child, and they they wanna they wanna they wanna do the tasks, and they don't wanna fail at them. They they want to be praised by their parents. Um, they want to they want to um, make sure that there's something for them to, to talk about, and their people's opinions matters. And they want to be kind of the the perfect child and, and successful. So it, it's sometimes they're the child that worries a little bit more, or maybe a little bit stern in their thoughts, very young in, in their age. Um, but they, they're always trying to look after 
the best for the family. Uh, there's also the, the scapegoat. It's, they have impulsive feelings. Um, they like being alone sometimes. They suffer um, from not being good enough. Um, their value is sometimes it's, it's not appreciated. Um, and they take on the darkness of the family. Uh, they, they, they really absorb the conflicts and uh, I guess they're the natural empaths, but as they get older, um, this could lead to uh, them not making clear boundaries and putting themselves in compromising positions where uh, they could be taken advantage of. Often the scapegoat child has poor relationships as an adult, so it's important to understand you know, maybe where you've played that in your childhood, um, if that resonates with you. Oh, and then there's the golden child. The golden child is the one that uh, can't do anything wrong in their parents' eyes. They're really adored by their parents. They can't see anything wrong with them. And this child really needs a lot of structure and um, gets a constant positivity and very close with their parent, but in an unhealthy way, in a sense. Uh, it's really difficult later on in this, in this child's life to, to receive rejection uh, just because they haven't had a chance to process it yet with a primary caregiver or someone that they truly care about. There's always been a, a time in my life where I felt kind of like that golden child with my dad. I definitely had a relationship with him where I could do no wrong. And um, yeah, that, 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 that stressed us later on in life when I really wanted an authentic conversation with him and was able, unable to, to, to do that just because of the dynamic that we had had uh, put in place. But thankfully, we've changed that. Another role that uh, a child can play in the family is the clown. You know, they dissolve tension with humor. They're they're well liked in the family, and they carry, but they carry a lot of pain. It's it's hard for them to talk about difficult issues. Usually, they try to stay in an upbeat light. Um, and children choose these roles uh, usually because they were valued for that position. So they want to feel loved, safe, and nurtured. So the clown the clown role they they need to feel sadness. Uh, they need to be able to deal with their pain. So they need space to do that. So. Uh, you know, if you ha you have a child that's, you know, the, 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 the ham of the house, you know, give space and time to really hear what's, what's really going on. And, and if you were that child, uh, know that there's uh, some areas that you could go deeper in and, and understand some raw feelings that you might have had as a child that were nece not necessarily addressed. Then there's a lost child. You know, they're kind of invisible. They're opposite of the demanding but kind of in the same way. They're a little bit invisible. They usually love animals and collecting things. They have a relationship with objects or animals. They're kind of lonely folks. And um, parents tend not to worry about them so much because, you know, they're, they're into their, their own little things and they can, they can do their stuff by themselves. Um, they don't share their feelings that well, but, uh, and they get little, little attention. And uh, from that, they learn to become very creative because they've, developed a little inner world of their own. They have wisdom usually beyond their years and you have to give them space to come up with their own solution and, and also give just give them time to speak out, which means being with them to, so they can feel safe to speak. And if that's you as a child, um, you know, having an opportunity now to speak with people about things that you might be carrying. I'm going to mention again the Hologram Project is a great way 
to design a triangle for yourself for people who can listen to you and what you have to share about your your health your emotions or the things that you need to become a better person then there's the enable an enabler excuse me the hero is the the, the parent who has a problem eh? and uh, or they're sick or they're depressed and this 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 child is keeping the family together um, they they, they want to protect their parents or their siblings uh, they, they they never let them get sick or do without they, they really try to to take care of their needs and by the time they're they're a teen they they tend to fall apart because they've just had too much to bear and it, it's just a huge burden and and uh, sometimes I might even turn to substance abuse on their own it's it's really important if you were that child to, to, to relate back to those times and to, to deal with anything that might have might come up during the time of thought and seek out counsel if, if it's needed. Another type of role that a child might play is the mediator. Um, in, in times of conflict, they might be the one to kind of come up with a solution or they're great at conflict resolution or, or even just being able to listen and to, um, to be there uh, for anyone who's who who needs a listening ear, again very similar to some of the other roles. You know, this is a burden that a child would be taking on and needs space to express how they're truly feeling and also just to be themselves. If you were that child mediator, as ch if you were that child um, when you were younger, uh, a mediator and and solving conflicts between families or friends, uh, and need time to talk to somebody. It's, it's important that you, you seek out that for yourself because there's ways that you can heal yourself now from things that happened long, long time ago. Even just writing yourself a letter um, can, can help you to, to understand the things that you need. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's challenging. I'll, I'll read to you a letter that I wrote to myself a, a few years ago. Dear Lorraine, I wanted to let you know that I'm here for you and all that you need. I know that you were the scapegoat of the family and that you thought it was needed to keep things together. Those days are over and you are not that anymore. You are so lovable and ready for this new path that you are on. When I see everything that you've accomplished, it makes me feel so hopeful for what is to come. Please work on building relationships with others. I know you seek love from yourself and others. It's okay, Lorraine. You deserve love. You deserve unconditional love. You are free now to soar. I love you. I wrote this message back to myself in 2014, and I just find this fascinating to read it now. Writing little letters to yourself can really uplift you, especially if you're looking back on them and reminding yourself that you are growing. You are moving forward, and this world needs you just as you are. And if you need to get back to who you are, you don't have to do it alone. I really appreciate you listening today. Remember, you can do whatever it takes to make you shine. Because you will. Are you looking for more ways to connect with us? Find us on Instagram, DM us, or send us an email at thestarparentpodcast at gmail.com. Looking forward to speaking with you. Thank you.